0: Chattanooga Drive-In Show, it being Tuesday, the 14th of uh, December 2021, you're tuned in because you're smart and you're curious and you desire to know more than your average Joe or Jill six-pack sitting around the coffee machine at work and so therefore you tune into us the chattanooga In show where we deliver more information per minute than any other podcast or traditional broadcast in the western hemisphere that has recently <laughs> been proven by noah those easterners <laughs> however yeah yeah, those the you, you can't you can't compete with those fast talking Taiwanese. <laughs> they got a couple of podcasts daily, 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 You'd have no idea what's going on. That's well, just the nature of the language. It's yeah. denser than English, but they don't laugh as much. It's true. And when they do, it's backwards. So it's really hard to figure. <laughs> a daily, entertaining, informative, chatocentric centric podcast designed and produced with the very simple goal in mind of eradicating traditional radio and tv morning shows done around here or at least get them to recognize how poorly they do and change for the better if we after a year of doing this if you can see a marked improvement and the other guys we've done our job yes (laughs) you know and 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 that only happen you'll have to check them out every once in a while but until then here we are awaiting you here at the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Live from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio, the whole crew is here. And without a doubt, we'll get to the uh, headlines today. We're going to be missing Dave Hooker this week. He is on vacation. We're going to have a bunch of off time as we approach the you know, holidays. Russell's going to be out for a couple of days. We're going to take the entire holiday off like the rest of the world yeah. does yeah. Uh, between Christmas and New Year's. But uh, right now... Obviously, the topic of the day is the tornado outbreak. We, um, we, we talked a little bit about it coming on Friday, um, barely mentioned yesterday because of the nature of the, the podcast and the way we have to record, uh, infinitely worse than our worst imaginations could dredge up. Uh, the super outbreak was bigger it was uh, further uh, far further flung further fetched and did more damage there's no doubt but we've never seen anything quite like this before as a matter of fact I hope I hope we will get a, a visit from Tom Benson uh, who has just spent his, Fifteenth, or is starting his 15th year at the aquarium.
1: I think he's reached his 15th. He's hard, in his 16th year hard now. Hard
0: to believe that it's been that long since he quit being a meteorologist. a meteorologist and went over there and took that job. I remember it very, very well. 15 years. That's I my know. God. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was another one. Uh, Brian, you would you would appreciate this one. Uh, saw a little bitty blurb this weekend before we get going into the headlines about the owners of the uh, two taverns the market street tavern and the tremont street tavern uh the market street tavern was our go-to place for when forever when we lived downtown and the tremont street tavern has just had a big anniversary too and it surprised me how long they've actually been yeah, open 15 as years well. yeah right 15 years they had you a know,
1: big
2: party I, on saturday i
0: mean i lived I could, here I 20
1: something it. years and i had never been to the tremont tavern oh, that's great until fairly recently with our mutual friend shannon yeah best burger. Really? Like, best burger. It,
0: it's, mm-hmm. it's your corner bar. It's
1: so good. It's Archie
0: Bunker's bar. <laughs>
2: Since they expanded it, it's made it much more uh, uh, friendly. But not, I don't mean friendly as in it was mean before. It was just so small for so yeah. long. When they expanded that sure. whole other side of the room, now it's it it's a very tiny. comfortable space.
0: A little tiny. All right. Um, the uh, weather after the tornado after the tornadic outbreak i just love that word tornadic. um and with all the life <laughs> no lost, I'm not, matter. Not, not joking at all but i'm just saying i do love that word um it's going to be 60s all week here now the west coast getting slammed again yeah they, winter
3: weather is going to be terrible oh uh, yeah
0: they're going to get tons of rain and in the mountains tons of snow but i mean our we're going to be in the spring i
1: hate the weather here i'm sorry I love
0: it here. Well, you d- I, oh, I, like, lo- I love the weather. I don't
4: you, you like 70-degree we
1: weather in get, December. I, I, sent I, mean.
0: out, I sent out, and I'm sure you guys got it. I actually took a, a picture, a screenshot of the TV, as they were saying, everybody in Dunlap seek cover. We had already made up our minds that we were not going to go to the shelter, that we were just going to just ride it out and uh, just you know, hug the dogs and run in the bathroom if that's what we had to do. How bad was it for you? It wasn't as bad as, really? as you would have thought. And you know why? Because the temperatures the warmer temperatures behind the cold front never got that warm mm-hmm. it lost a lot of its punch as it completely devastated the states that it did roll through and um, and 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 we'll we'll talk about that damage but no that warmer temperature that they kept saying was going to be behind that cold front it just never really got here it never it never hit again by the end of the day on on saturday it was just downright cold again. Yeah. I mean it was just winter again, you mm-hmm. know. I mean it was a cold front but it was supposed to be backed by warmer temperatures which were going to you know, give it more power. Did you lose power? Uh it flickered on and off two or three times. So the cable flickered on and off too, but we get that when it rains. Yeah. No. Oh, I mean oh, I'm we, sorry. we really do.
1: We actually lost it for I don't know, an hour in Red Bank.
0: Uh In Rossville I, we were fine. Nothing nothing happened at all i you know there there's a i think that the line uh the northern southern line on this this it was extremely distinct yeah it was it was extremely distinct on the, on the radar I mean, you know and, and this what was it two weeks ago we had that storm front come came through that had that little bitty f1 tornado in tullahoma yeah that turned over that tractor trailer and didn't do anything else it was yeah. almost like a dust devil that was bizarre. It just came down, picked it up, flipped it over, and went away. Yeah. Uh, well, they're they're still searching for survivors, and uh, the storm ravaged parts of the uh, country. We'll talk more about that in a second. I am going to just say yay for the Titans back on the winning back on their winning ways after just absolutely just pounding sunshine Trevor Lawrence into the ground six picks. And they had that hippie running this way and that way. He I thought you were still talking he about the weather. What, he, didn't, he didn't know which way to go. <laughs> no, it, it's the, the Titans finally won again against a terrible, terrible 2-8 and eight or 2-10 and 10 yeah, team, they, whatever they, should, they are. They should
2: have scored more points than they did. But, yeah, they got a win, so yeah, that's good. A win is
0: a win is a win is yeah. a win, and we'll, we'll take it every single time. Uh, I'm also going to just make one little observation that has no importance whatsoever here. Uh, On the show, just to get things started. I don't know about you guys. Uh, We're going to be talking about things from the 70s (laughs) in a little bit. Uh, Items from the 70s. Mark Kennedy uh, wrote a great column about Christmases from the 70s that are best forgotten and gifts and things of this nature. And I happen to have this little TV tray. This wooden, He's got the grandpa this tray. wooden fold-out TV tray <laughs> that everybody <laughs> remembers when they were kids. Yeah. If, you're, if you're my age. No, I had one too. My yeah, exactly. it, it, But it's it's a it's a good. One. It's a high quality one. It's made out of wood. Hardwood. Yeah. It's, it's not just you know the plastic you know d- d- Wizard of Oz scene that you know folds over and clicks into. It has place. a nice rim on it. Yeah, so When it, you spill cereal, it pools <laughs> up in there. But I've discovered I I do all my 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 work for this show in front of the TV with newspapers all around me and i'm reading the newspapers and i'm watching cnn or the local news and everything and every single piece of paper i have wedges itself under this laminate and i don't know if you can see this <laughs> but, but i'm determined that there's actually no wood at all there's no it's, there's it's it's, just it's a just billion pure, layers of lacquer it's a, exactly <laughs> it is it is an entire table made <laughs> of layer upon layer <laughs> upon layer of lacquer, because every time I come in, these big chunks of yellow mucus-looking stuff are stuck between my papers, and that's, that that TV stand's getting weaker and weaker. I'm not sure that there's a, that actually a wooden base to it at all.
3: You're gradually shaving it away.
0: And there's no doubt. Did you doubt get that my, from a smoker this is by
1: any
3: chance? Highly carcinogenic.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm that's you. disgusting. All right. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get going here with our casual look at today's headlines with Russell Stroud.
3: Well, not so casual today. we have got a, a brief rundown of what happened weather-wise here uh the national weather service did confirm yesterday afternoon that seven tornadoes touched down in tennessee two in dixon county one in cheatham county one in davidson and wilson more in perry hickman and stewart counties and there are probably more that just haven't been officially identified yet the most powerful in tennessee that have been identified were ef2 with wind speeds up to 125 miles per hour The state of Tennessee did declare a state of emergency as damage continues to be assessed in those areas which have been affected. There were three confirmed deaths in Lake County, and there could be more as time goes on. Power was knocked out, of course, for thousands of homes as power lines were knocked down, and the temperatures dipped down below freezing almost immediately after that, too. So not only did you have these uh, people without power, you've also had temperatures dipping down Mm -hmm. for some below freezing, causing even more of a hazard. Uh, In Kentucky, the death toll does continue to rise with numbers well over 70 now. Factories in one Kentucky town were leveled including an Amazon distribution center with multiple people trapped inside. One person in a bathroom was killed. Moving away from the weather, the Collegedale police say they've made an arrest in a stabbing which occurred over the weekend. The police were dispatched on Saturday to the Hawthorne at Summit Apartments on reports of a disorder. A victim was located with a stab wound and a laceration to the head. The person believed to be responsible, Christopher Wan, was arrested and charged with aggravated domestic assault. He was then released on bond. And finally... A little bit more lighthearted, but not really. Catalytic converter thefts continue to rise in the area with one report on Rossville Boulevard of a man breaking into the grounds of a business, stealing a converter, and then disappearing. In fact, I, myself, stole... No, kidding. Saw (laughs) a man running down the street with a catalytic converter and the rest of an exhaust under his arm huffing down the street like this. So, yeah.
0: What does it it look like when it's detached from the car? Does it look like they're carrying a bazooka? Kind of, or, yeah, I actually might want it's <laughs> yeah. funny you say that because my first thought was like, is that kind of an anti-tank weapon that's odd that, that's that's <laughs> kind of the way I imagine it I, yeah, I, I guess being somewhat oblong and tubular, but I don't <laughs> know that it it could be an absolute it could be a rhombus for some it reason, this a, guy a... decided to cut it off like right at the
3: headers of the engine, so it was like the entire exhaust. Normally, they cut it off around the midway point, so they have just the catalytic converter, and it looks like sort of a metal rounded-edged box,
0: and that's all. But so this he guy left the dude's the headers? Thing. Yeah, unfortunately, so the guy still had his blah, blah, valves. He's going to like the way it sounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's going to go, man, my, my truck sounds <laughs> so much he has more a powerful. Prius. Yeah. Unless <laughs> Yeah, if he was driving like an <laughs> F-250, he may not notice the difference. All right, well, thank you so much, sir. Sure. Uh, The upfront wrap-up, this is where we really get to the meat and potatoes of our show and get as many headlines in as we can. We'll go straight back to the uh, storm. I checked right before we walked in here into the studio, into the Lodge Cast Iron Studios, and the death toll is confirmed at 80 and rising, and it will. There are many still missing. Um, You mentioned the uh, Amazon plant. Uh, I think there were six dead in all at the Amazon plant. Yeah and it was one of those things that tornadoes do i mean first of all i mean the walls are as long as football fields you know what these things look like Mm -hmm. and it picked up the roof and just dropped it back on the building that's when it picked it up that means it detached everything every bolt every screw and it literally went airborne but it didn't go anywhere it just the weight of it dropped back down Mm. and the walls are not made to support it like that, that that sort of blow and it just collapsed it it pancaked it uh everybody at this point hearing this podcast i'm sure has been keeping up with the news enough to have seen the candle factory oh my gosh at yes. mayfield kentucky you think the governor well, right. said it looked like a bomb went off well i mean there's, there's it's there's gone n- it's yeah. just gone there's nothing there it's just rubble. <laughs> the, the, the only the only good news to come out of Mayfield, Kentucky. They've got one old building left that had one of their old signs painted on, you know, yeah. the side of the building signs, so like so popular around here mm-hmm. that go back to the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, and it's Mayfield more than just a memory. So you can hmm. see this town's already a tiny town that has completely lost its base back during the NAFTA days, I'm sure, and is trying to struggle back. And when a candle factory, is your biggest employer, it's it's hard to brag, but I'm sure it was a pleasant place to work and live and they were working an extra shift and they thought there were as many as 110 people working that night. And so they were super, super concerned. It turned out there just weren't that many that showed up for that late shift. Mm -hmm. Now they still, there, there has been nobody pulled alive from that wreckage since Saturday.
1: Well, I think the question there is, if they knew a storm was coming, obviously they didn't know the magnitude. They had a storm
0: shelter available to them and nobody was in it.
1: How close was that to where the workers were? It was part of of the actual building
0: Hmm. um, and nobody went. Just just as I just said, Rebecca and I have one of the most seriously designed storm shelters I've ever seen and most efficient. An EF-5 could hunker down on top of it And as long as it didn't stay there long enough to suck the air out of your lungs, you would not go anywhere, but we didn't go there because we just, you know, who really wants to walk through the woods and, you know, we'd leave the dogs and they'd be traumatized and, you know, it's just, you get in there with all the neighbors and you're wet and it's bothersome and you make that decision and then it can turn out to be one of the stupidest decisions, the last stupid decision you ever made. Yeah. Uh, so the search continues, but there's not a whole lot they can do. The governor of Kentucky is in a daze. If you see yeah. him, and if you have any knowledge of body language whatsoever, he's literally in a psychotic state. It's interesting how
3: um, you know we, we're so politically charged now. It's nice to see politics being set aside yeah. with yeah, the president in dialogue anything. with you know Governor Lee with the uh, gov- oh, shoot. I forget his name. Set starts with an S in Kentucky um it's nice to see them having real
0: dialogue about helping people oh you just completely made my brain go blank right i, 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 could, have told, I could have told you in, in a nano second like system no it, it's 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 not but it's it's uh, and then you've got arkansas uh, Bashir. yeah, uh, Bashir. yeah, yeah. andy yeah, Bashir. Bashir. yeah yeah duh. that but that, that shears what got you the shears what got the town too <laughs> um our own here in our own neck of the woods of course we remember the uh, the tornado that came through right around christmas a couple of years ago, and uh, may very well have a guest in tomorrow to talk about. One of the other places that got hit real hard uh, was a nursing home, uh, a nursing home, and they talked about, there were sev- there were a number of deaths and several injuries, and they talked about how the employees of the nursing home literally laid across the bodies of the patients mm-hmm. who were still in their beds and hooked up to machines and tried to shield them. I mean, so heroics everywhere. From um, just regular people. Yeah, and, uh, and and we may be talking to somebody about it tomorrow. Uh, Edwardsville, Indiana is where that Amazon plant was. The Weather Service uh, in Paducah, Kentucky, which covers that part of the country, has requested structural engineers to come to the scene, which means one thing, it was a Category 5. It was either a high 4 or a category five tornado because that's what that they have to when they're they're looking at the twisted metal of a UPS truck that's different than the twisted girders that held that building together. Yeah, that is interesting. So uh, it was it was a terrible terrible storm, and the crazy part of it uh, is that one of the however many touched down 13-14 stayed on the ground for over two. 100 miles That's which insane. is an all-time record. It's it's un, it's it's unthinkable. Yeah. It's literally unthinkable that a tornado as mercurial and whimsical and just unstable. Unstable as they are could keep that much power rotating on a single vortex and stay on the ground for 200 miles. It's never been seen before. Never ever ever. Yeah. Um, Moving away from that, by the way, uh, several charities here are working to try to help. I know the Church of God Ministry uh, has has got a big, big, big thing going on to try to get help there as quickly as possible. Uh, A couple of other headlines, though, let me get to them that are non-tornadic. We'll probably be coming back to this. Uh, We had three deaths over the course of the weekend that really resonated with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will end the show today with a cut from the solo career of Michael Nesmith, of the Monkees, who passed away this weekend. Uh, he was, Peter Tork played music, Michael Nesmith played music, the other two were just actors, and Nesmith was one of those that really bucked up against the way, now he, he, he if you've ever seen the tryouts for that show
1: um he I probably has it's it's I
0: hilarious you can look them up you can look up all four of them they're they're what do you call it when you go in and you do a reading and he uh, walked <laughs> he walked in he he had that job he walked in and he was wearing his beanie oh mm-hmm. already that's he was funny. wearing yeah. his beanie already he knocked on the door that as loud an as he audition, could yeah the, the, the people the, the camera is rolling he walks in, he stands in front of a full-length portrait of somebody and acts like it's a mirror, <laughs> and then goes over and puts his boots up on the desk and says, all right, what do y'all want? And they just love this guy right off the bat. And he ends up though being kind of the, the thorn in their side. He said, we could be so much more than what you have made us. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I, under- us. I understand the TV show needs to be goofy and funny, but let us play our own instruments. And we can do that. Mickey can learn how to play the drums, which he did. Mm-hmm. And Davey, all he has to do is sing. Yeah. And you know, and then Davy Jones is the reason that there's David Bowie. David yeah. Bowie, his name was David, David Jones. Jones. Yeah. He yeah. couldn't use it. I mean, so it's... it's also it's, the reason there's MTV. Anne Rice died over the weekend at 80 of a stroke. I was always mixed in my feelings of fandom for her. I really enjoyed a lot of her writing... The homoerotic part of it was a, a very off-putting to me at the time that I was reading it. What did she do? Uh, interview with the Vampire. Oh, that all okay. All of those that followed, Queen <laughs> of the Damned <laughs> right. and, and everything else. It's a little bit before my time. And it, and it, I, at that, and it was, at, as a young man, I mean, I guess I'm in college. Yeah, I'm in college reading it or maybe just out and we just weren't as used to being No,
1: she was ahead of her time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assaulted with this 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 erotic behavior that most of us well, it was it was in the minority and 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 it was still in the minority I mean it was still the love that dareth not speak its name and it was <laughs> a different it, time and 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 there was also the pedophilia thing in there there was the young vampire that was turned when she was a kid oh, right. but she was 300 years old but trapped yeah. in the body of a 12 year old yeah and it, so hmm. there was she was a weird woman. And she lived in New Orleans her weird. entire life. Oh, that explains it. <laughs> New, or- uh, New New Orleans is it seeped. it's seeped through all of her novels. Her
1: books were so better, so much better than the movie. Oh yeah,
0: there's no doubt. And she she uh, she went through a, a massive religious conversion at one point and became a very ardent Christian, mm. uh, but never stopped writing. And then at some point, she kind of laid down her 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 shield and sword. And went back to writing kind of the stuff that she was used to writing before. Never completely lost her faith that she was gone. And also Vicente Fernandez, and yeah. I know that's not a name that many of you recognize, but uh, he is the king of Mexican music. I saw the president tweeted about it this morning. Oh, he he he's loved all over the world. Every Spanish-speaking country on the planet is mourning this guy's passing, and he is that picture. He is the picture of the Three Amigos. Yes, that all the mariachi comes. Mariachi band. That all comes from, from from Guadalajara, from Jalisco, the state of Jalisco, and that outfit, the star-spangled, glittery outfit with the round hat and the ranchero music, or the as 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 you called it, the uh,
1: mariachi.
0: Mariachi music. That all comes from that area, and he was the Elvis and the Frank Sinatra yeah. and all and and the Beatles. And he passed away this weekend as well. Uh, very quickly, Pelosi has been chosen to lead the Democrats through the midterm elections. She's 81 years old. Everybody hates her guts. Another terrible decision by the Democrats as a whole. Anybody would have been better to be in that position.
3: The geriatric party.
0: Uh, the, uh, search for a woman who fell overboard off of a carnival cruise line in Mexico, right off the coast of Mexico. They finally called it off after 30 hours. Oh my oh. gosh. She's can dead. you believe that? Coast Guard looked for and looked for and looked for. Uh, there's some news about the, uh, U S based journalists being investigated by the border patrol, the anti-terror unit of the border patrol, U S journalists being investigated for some kind of aiding and abetting. Don't know much about it. Interesting. I wonder if they were embedded with, uh, migrants. Don't know. Because that has happened before. Yeah.
3: Usually, uh, just to shed some light on that, usually when journalists are involved in monitoring and documenting illegal activity, we tend to get a pass. Yeah. Because we're just there. We're not taking part. We're just taking pictures. Even when, like. But sometimes, if they
0: actually take a role, then they've they've crossed a line. It's a
3: fine line to walk because, you know,
0: if. If you pick up a bag that has a bomb in it and carry it from one end of the building to the other, you're, have you you're just, involved. Yeah, yeah. You've just become involved.
3: Yeah, so you have to keep your hands tight on your camera. It's a, it's a
0: tight line to walk. It's hard. Very quickly, a lot of federal money coming in for the Reflection Riding and Nature Center. Yeah, we'll be talking to them about what they're going to do with that. They, they have problems out there. I love that place so much but the boardwalk they built years ago to make it so much easier for people to get from one place to another without tromping through uh, (laughs) the the biosphere that exists out there, it's always underwater. And most of the cages where the animals are kept go underwater and every time it floods at Lookout Creek they have to go out and and rescue them so they're gonna try to get that fixed. And other than that, that's pretty much I think it, I think down in Macon, Georgia, uh, an interesting story, a school superintendent former charged with the murder of his wife poisoned her she was sick and he gave her cocaine Hmm. and apparently without her knowledge and gave her a lethal dose and thought it would look like a suicide but it didn't work and he has been arrested so that might uh, should have been in the regional roundup section but I just figured I would go and throw it out there anyway all right everybody's got one Everybody's got one—an opinion—and this one's pretty easy. Tennessee counties, five counties plus one city in West Tennessee, have filed separate lawsuits against the consulting firm McKinsey and Company. McKinsey and Company. This is now the third federal lawsuit uh... that has come from tennessee there was a group of counties in middle tennessee which have not all yet been named strangely enough they're all suing this was the company that consulted yes the makers of the opiates the main makers of the opiates purdue pharma the sackler family oxycontin uh, use and abuse continues to exact a devastating toll on families and communities in Tennessee and across the nation. Wednesday's lawsuits were filed 10 months after Tennessee Attorney General Herbert Slattery III announced the state of Tennessee had joined a multi state settlement with McKenzie involving 47 states in the District of Columbia and five U.S. territories for $573 million. Tennessee's share of the settlement is million that is a drop in the bucket and it's a very simple opinion that I have jail time yes jail Jail time I agree jail time jail time this is the cost of doing business for these companies do you know how much they made on Oxycontin so much that 15.1 million doesn't that's that's that that's five families that they, that that that's what they should be getting yeah. for the uh, you know having this stuff foisted upon them because they went in with a lower back ache and came out you know raging junkies, and jail time. If it were and up I, to me, Purdue would be dissolved and the
3: assets would be used to help people who've been hurt by them.
0: I honestly cannot understand how we are allowing these people to get by without. Jail time. I just don't yeah. get it. Money and influence. That's it. And that that's that's the end of my opinion making today as far as that particular section goes. Jail time is necessary. Alright. Ah, the duh moment. The duh moment of the day. Let me let me grasp it here. I, I told you I mentioned that we were gonna be talking about this. And it's things from the 70s that we are all glad are gone. <laughs> Mark Kennedy writes a column uh, a couple times a week for the Times Free Press. And this one, and, and we're, we're the same age, so a lot of his stuff, you know, makes a lot of sense to me. And it, it, it hits me where I live. And he is so correct. We've talked about this before. There are certain things that we got for Christmas back in the 70s or gave to our kids, uh, those who were old enough in the 70s and late 60s, early 70s, all the way maybe touching the 80s, that were just not only dangerous beyond belief, <laughs> they were disgusting as well. Like and, the lead casting kit? Yeah, yeah, the lead casting <laughs> kit, the any anything that you had, the, the Easy Bake Oven yeah. or anything that heated things up enough to melt lead, which we had <laughs> numerous toys where we made toys by melting lead. <laughs> so, and they were handling things that are yeah. hot enough to, to melt lead. Who thought that was a good idea for a kid's toy? How's there not lawsuits over that one? Uh, but he, he mentions just a few things: tinsel. Yay for the <laughs> eradication of tinsel. Oh, that awful cellophane stuff? Oh, my God. I mean, it, it made for a beautiful tree, those mm-hmm. tiny pieces of carcinogenic <laughs> silver metallic, you know, paper that's the, not unlike that laminate that's still laying here on the table where Jen put uh, put it over here like a big booger. It's the same uh, silver know. nitrate stuff that yeah. burned down all those film, yeah, film I mean, canisters. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, 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 if, if, a, if a flame touched one piece of tinsel... Mm-hmm. It went up like a, a fireworks factory. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's I mean they used to have tree fires. Far more often because we had this incredibly flammable, oh so almost explosive material. All right, so f- hanging real- off of it, just just it draped off of it, draped off of it like you've shot it with eighteen cans of silly string.
3: <laughs> real quick,
0: really <laughs> fast story about that.
3: My parents had this box that they kept all their Halloween or Halloween Christmas decorations in, and eventually the box just got all torn apart and it was no good. So they bought a plastic tub to replace it. That's what we do. Yeah, and so uh, it was a really nice old box. It had cool design on. It, mm-hmm. but you know too bad it's cardboard it's from the 70s uh so they decided to get rid of it and of course the way we get rid of things in my house is we set fire to it so we took it out to the burn pit and lit it and it went <laughs> like in half an instant i was like man and my dad my dad goes oh it's the tinsel in there it goes up real fast <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs>
0: let me before i go on let me also i've i've completely blown my mind out here we were talking about the tornadoes and i got overly focused and i forgot to tell you guys who were sponsoring these segments oh uh the Doug category which we're still in by the way i'm not done with this yet chattanooga safety products on highway 58 next to the hungry house all of your industrial safety footwear and ppe needs do you remember during the last show i mentioned the fact that i heard ppe used as a song lyric yeah, yeah, yes. I remember that. I, well, that you that did. that played today, and I've got fifteen different songs now that apparently <laughs> use PPE somewhere in their lyrics. And I and so apparently, sign of the times. Yeah, it's sign of the times. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products, and the upfront wrap-up sponsor was the Sports Barn with three locations since 1979, helping people get in shape and stay in shape in our neck of the woods, and we appreciate them very much. All right, just back to the Doug category shaggy carpeting i don't know i don't know who who thought shag carpeting was fun i don't know who thought it was good looking we all know that it stank
1: ours was lime green that's perfect that's exactly
0: perfect now i have it i have your your family picture yeah You've always you, you've always painted a strange uh, you know picture of a strange family.
1: This was my grandmother's house. That's She saw wasn't right. that strange no, in New yes, Jersey. No, yeah, she was.
0: Green shag <laughs> carpet. I, I love shag carpet was, still. I, think it's, so, like I an, think it's cool looking. It
1: was uh, more of an olive than a lime. I,
3: I'll side with Brian on the fact that it is cool looking when it's good looking
2: when it's old and ratty looking uh, yeah i'll give you that for sure
0: and it's it,
3: also
2: it's very susceptible to, to getting dirty
0: and yeah, all that, yeah. New so shag big, is kind of so comfy big. it maintains every smell that it's ever coming count and everybody smoked <laughs> inside I was back to I mean, everybody yes. smoked inside mean, so. if, if, if there was ever <laughs> one cigarette smoked in the living room full of shag carpeting yeah. it smelled like tobacco from that day forward not oh, a cop it stinks you had a dog <laughs> it was dog i don't care you, if you if you spilled something it it was it was, it was what you spilled <laughs> <laughs> if tinsel had a smell, it would smell like tinsel year round because of the the tree. Ashtrays uh, now, just throw it on the floor. It's fine. He's uh, he mentioned something. I I always go after the congealed salads yeah. that our family. Yeah, made. we forgot. I yeah. thought of this.
3: We forgot to mention Add Roy Exum's column. we never had about no. the congeal. Was it spam or whatever?
0: The the, the jelly that, that comes on top Aspic. of the spam. Yes. <laughs> The gel, the jelly stuff. He lo- <laughs> loved sucking that stuff off those wieners. It's a Thanksgiving That's tradition. So the Roy X article. But he, uh, Kennedy mentions ambrosia, which oh. is which is close. Yes. Uh, I, his it's kind his, of fruity his fruity with, with whipped cream. <laughs> Technically, ambrosia is the food of the gods, but in our house, it was very specific fruit salad yeah. that my dad made for Christmas. It's I actually think it tasty. Was, mm. It was some sort of Great Depression superfood. <laughs> <laughs> the ingredients were orange slices, pineapple, which would kill you, coconut, whipped cream, baby marshmallows, cherries, probably the maraschino several cherries. pounds of pure sugar. Why anybody thought this was a sumptuous dish be <laughs> beyond me. Oh, All mixed it, up in whipped and cream. He men- his very first thing he <laughs> ma- he mentioned was chocolate cherries. Who really likes a chocolate-covered cherry? I do. I do. do you? you like I love these? them. <laughs> you like chocolate-covered cherries? Yes. I have them with fava beans and a nice uh, cup tea. Here you go. <laughs> Everybody of a certain age remembers getting and giving to their dad normally. Fruitcake. And boy, old oh, dad was so happy to get it. Old Spice. Oh, Old Spice. Okay. Was nine out of ten men were wearing Old Spice in the 70s. The other one was wearing High Karate. <laughs> there 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 were no fancy schmancy men's colognes back in those days. Uh-huh. Draw car noir. The ship on the on, Polo. The, on the bottle yeah, or the, or, the or high karate. You know, you had to ah. use, use your tai chi skills to keep the women off of you. Yeah.
2: I've Can't never I've never understood cologne. I, I don't get it. Why you want to smell like well, everybody else?
3: My uh, my my sister for one year like 5 years ago got me a bottle of cologne cologne Yeah, cologne And I've been using it <laughs> those five years. It never runs out. You I was going to say, I mean,
0: one it. bottle should last you a lifetime <laughs> exactly. if you're using it right. All right. I love this one. Flash cubes. Flash cubes. All mm. right. For, you know, mm. the, the old, For your camera. The old yeah. school camera you had, had, a, had oh. a square oh. cube mm-hmm. that had four burning phosphorus <laughs> flames that were contained within it. And when it took your picture, you're sitting there you smiling. Yeah, w- in front of the Christmas tree with the family, and suddenly there was a huge blaze in your <laughs> eyes yes. with little blue spots. And you could hear. They it. all had. The, everybody experienced little blue spots yeah. Yeah. for for hours right. sometimes afterwards. So, and you could I have a story hear about that too. Zzzz. Yeah, and then of course it <sharp> would pop out. Right. It would pop out automatically when the fourth picture was taken. That was a great super secret science invention. (laughs) It knew when the fourth picture was taken, and it would just pop out. It would land wherever, and it (laughs) would be white hot. Yeah. White hot. So this is what you would see. People, hand me your pin. This is what you would see people doing. Oh, 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 oh! It would pop out of the camera, and people would yeah, it would pass singe it a
1: hole in the shag hot carpet. Hot potato, hot
0: potato, hot potato, hot potato, until somebody <laughs> finally actually got it that could hold it in their hand. You yeah. know, some mom <clears throat> whose whose skin is not affected by temperature. Yeah, it doesn't use oven mitts. Yeah, exactly. So I got a camera at an antique store one time,
3: and it, it was a Kodak Instax camera that used the the cube. But the problem is I didn't know that the cubes were disposable. I thought it was just a flash unit because I'm used no, to, you know, yeah. modern cameras. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Flash, I'm like blind. <laughs> That's kind of cool, flash, and I'm blind. <laughs> and then the camera
0: was completely useless. And then after, after the that. fourth
3: one, it popped onto the floor. I'm like, the hell is this? Stupid camera's broken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and those things, they, they were hot enough to cause fire if they got yeah. near tinsel. Yeah, it, it went right you. into a pile of laundry. Chemistry sets, bad idea bad idea <laughs> making nitric acid every kid every every little dexter out there in the world <laughs> wanted to invent something with their chemistry set that yeah. would be destructive that's all they were about <laughs> cigars and m80s those are the, <laughs> that, that wraps up the list <laughs> you know it, giving away a quarter stick of dynamite as yes. a christmas present <laughs> perfect now let's go out and have fun with it probably not the best idea so that was brought to you that section brought to you by an anonymous donor And we've got guests coming in this week. This week. Jen's going to make sure we're going to have guests from A Step Ahead and Habitat for Humanity.
1: We're also going to have a comedian come in.
0: Oh, good, 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 good. That's perfect as we get closer to the holidays. But we had an anonymous donor that uh, invested in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show but turned their time over to local charity organizations. We've already had Chattanooga Girls Rock In, and the other two that he wanted to push was Habitat for Humanity and A Step Ahead. So, definition of Chattacentric. Thank you very much. And this is what they saw. Wrong one. Sorry. That's all right. What are you doing? What are you doing? This one made possible by the good folks at Guardian Investment Advisors. I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all a secret. You don't tell anybody else. It's just between us. Oh, okay. When we invested, I've already you know, mentioned my my track record on the stock market is not good. <laughs> you it, mentioned it, that. It, it, is, it is not good. I, my few ventures into the stock market have been disastrous, and we had my... First and only in my adult life, I'm 61 years old, had a slight financial windfall last year uh, when my family sold some family property. Hmm. And so we invested the money with Guardian Investment Advisors. And we were informed by everybody that the best thing we could do would be completely forget about it. Just totally forget about it. Forget it's there, let it grow, come back and check on it much, 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 much later. And that was what I planned to do. Uh, but However, as, we, as we get closer <laughs> to the Christmas holiday and uh, we've had a few things pop up here and there, I am going to have to grab a little bit out of it. And I made one call yesterday and I said, I hate to do this. And they said, you know what? That's what we're here for. The money will be in your bank tomorrow. Thank you very much, Guardian Investment Advisors. So when you invest, it's not like it's going to take an act of Congress to get your money back no. out. You're not going to get penalized. Right. I mean, depending on the, the deal you make going in, by ta- it's your money. It's your money, and you can get it back out. You have to I hate pay capital to
1: gains tax, though? I don't know. When you take that out? We'll
0: uh, find out. Seven one zero ninety one ninety nine seven one zero ninety one ninety nine. All I know is that I needed the money to get through this month if we were going to do it with any kind of celebratory attitude about Christmas. So, all right, what are you doing? Let's see here. Um, I'm going to Pittsburgh. You're going to Pittsburgh. We know that for a fact. Doyle
1: Uh, Dyke's Christmas concert is tonight from 7 to 9 at Songbirds. $25 will get you in. Of course, that is at 35 Station Street. Also, today, uh, the Community Christmas Party for CHI Memorial is happening from 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, it's free. It's the first annual Community Christmas Party hosted by the Red Wolves and will feature pictures with Santa on a hot chocolate bar and a toy drive. Also the Chattanooga Symphony and Opera uh, at Memorial Auditorium is doing Home for the Holidays uh, with the Metropolitan Bells and Gu- as guests. And that will be 7.30 p.m. December 18th uh, from 3 o'clock, I'm sorry, 7.30 p.m. on December 18th and 3 p.m. on December 19th. And the tickets range from $25 to $90. Also at the Signal, you can go see Rumors, the Fleetwood Mac tribute band This town loves a tribute It's Playing band. December eighteenth, <laughs> you can buy tickets at the signal dot at the signal tn. Com. Twenty to forty dollars will get you in.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the Doyle Dykes thing I was going to. Also at the Walker Theater on the seventeenth, Marty Stewart will be playing. He's a very talented man, uh certainly more so than just the country hits he's had and the Bobby Stone Film Series oh, yeah. down at the Tivoli uh December eighteenth. They'll be showing Elf and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Hey, all right. Didn't that come in at number one on our movie list? It I th- did. It Last came week, one or two. Number one. It's a great we, movie. You know, we watched Home Alone yesterday for the first time in a gajillion years. Oh, yeah. I need and to watch that did, with my why sister. Why didn't that make the list of Christmas movies? I don't know. It's such a great one. It's a classic. It's, yeah, I mean, it's eat up with Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly um, more Christmasy than Die Hard is.
3: <laughs> Chris Tomlin uh, <laughs> is having a concert, by the way, uh, December the 15th, which is a Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be at, I just lost it, I'm sorry, uh, Redemption to the Nation's Church. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of Christmas carols, and it's for a good cause. Uh, a bunch of the money's going to uh, charity. So, cool. All
0: right, well, there you go. That's what we're doing. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. This is the Pimp's Corner, Pimp Jen Lambert, next to me, my partner in crime, one of them. And we've been referring to her as Pim Jen since she started selling our butts out on the street. And she's doing a fine job of it too, by the way. Thank you very much. She's on a roll. She's on a roll right now. We've
1: gained two brand new sponsors in the Uh, last week. More
0: than that, actually.
3: uh, I I actually assisted in the pimpery.
0: You did. It was a bit Uh, of fun.
1: Thank you very much, Russell. (laughs) I think
0: (laughs) within the next month you'll be hearing numerous new advertisers here on the show. And that's good. That's what we need if we're going to, you know, continue to inform, warn, entertain, and brain sprain you. Uh, and by the way, I had so many people over the course of the weekend uh, for various reasons that reached out to me and said, Now, how do we find the show? Any podcast, platform, at all, you will be able to find the, the show. The
1: easiest way to find us is Google, Google Podcasts or an Apple Podcasts.
0: Yeah. Or if you use Spotify. To Spotify, for it Spotify. Yeah, I mean,
1: Spotify. That's basically Google. If you, we'll if get, you, get you, just you there.
0: look up Chattanooga Drive-In Show, it will more than likely take you to one of these things. Mm-hmm. And the most current one today's will be playing now actually i have some good news too
1: you can now go to our website chattanoogadriveinshow.com where you can see today's podcast the podcast of the day Mm -hmm. and then also uh the facebook link which will show you the video so you can you can either watch us or listen through us to us through the website uh are you done I am done Okay I just want to remind folks That because of this tornado um, Donating blood is a very important thing Blood Assurance launched their uh, 12 Days of Giving event yesterday And throughout this week uh, The Blood Assurance donors Will receive a Holiday Hero Cup Uh, Other volunteer gifts throughout the campaign include a $10 Amazon gift card, a $50 Walmart gift card, and on December 24th, a $500 Walmart gift card. I may need to go do that myself,
0: (laughs) frankly. Gift cards always fit. Pim's Corner, by the way, brought to you by TheIntentionalLivingProject.com. And that is a website that launches its own podcast that Bruce Dodd has put together. Bruce Dodd with People's Home Equity, of course. And it's all about learning to be more intentional in your life with your money, time, thoughts, and relationships, things of that nature. Don't be whimsical like me. Be intentional
1: okay. like him. So uh, I, I gave a huge spoiler last week and I or t- yesterday, and I told you that Mr. Big died on the, the first episode <laughs> yeah. of the new Sex and the City and Just Like That. And I told you that he died... After riding on a peloton bike, I thought
3: he died on the peloton.
1: No, he died uh, right as he got off the bike. Well, that's no fun. Because I was hoping his legs were still. Peloton moving didn't know this was coming. <laughs> oh. <really? laughs> B their stocks plummeted to the lowest point since like since they opened. And you know what that means? Time and, to buy. Uh, interestingly, I thought this was amusing. Um, they they kind of hit back with an, a very funny ad that featured Mister Big and his trainer his you know the person the peloton person that yeah. tells you what to do
4: yeah.
1: and um ryan reynolds uh his media company put this out and, oh, and ryan funny. ryan reynolds voiced the spot which basically said look mr big had a terrible you know life he made poor life choices he yeah. smoked cigars he ate giant steaks he you know So, he's still alive. (laughs) It was very, very cute. Very well done.
3: You know, uh, Chris Noth, the guy who played Mr. V... I love him. I know, right? I knew him from Law & Order before I saw... uh, Before I started watching Sex in the City. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, it was really jarring to me. Well, he was on uh, Law & Order. That's what I'm saying. I watched Law & Order before that. So, it was really jarring for me to see him on Sex in the City. Anyway, that's all.
1: Um, And the last thing, apparently people are still really hoping to get the... PlayStation 5 for Christmas,
3: mm-hmm.
1: as they were last year. Uh, yeah, good luck. The price on that has gone up to about $1,000. Yeah. Walmart has it on their website for $949. So good luck with that.
3: Yeah, it's it sucks. I feel bad for all the parents who are trying to get those for their kids.
0: Yeah. yeah. Don't make promises. <laughs> Don't make promises to your kids. All right. Russell the love muscle. This is his section. Jen gets her section, the pimp's corner. And Russell Stroud gets his. The love muscle gets to flex. Brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved. And I just mentioned Bruce Dodd and his pal Trevor Glass over there. 5919801, chatmortgage.com. That's two Ts, chatmortgage.com. And that's what they do. Of course, have been doing it for a long time. And it certainly helps to have a pro on your side when you're looking for a home.
3: Well, uh, this one is a little bit a um, little bit schizoid, so bear with me. Uh, three different points that I want to raise that I think are interesting in three short paragraphs. Uh, number one, in a very bizarre move, the Nicarag- Nicaraguan government decided to cut diplomatic ties with Taiwan and now recognizes mainland China as the legitimate government. Uh, This comes after a statement released in both English and in Spanish. The statement said, in part, the People's Republic of China is the only legitimate government that represents all of China and Taiwan is an inalienable part of the Chinese territory. Uh, In response to that, the American government said, oh no, because no one cares about Nicaragua. Meanwhile, the Australian defense minister said on Saturday that the idea that Australia would not join the U.S. in defending Taiwan is simply inconceivable. That's a really confusing way of saying, yes, they will help us if need be. Uh, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said that the United States and its allies would take what he called unspecified action. Very threatening language, unspecified action. If China were to attack Taiwan, possibly actually the strongest language we've seen from the U.S. regarding the region in a long time, the support of Australia would be incredibly strategically important if the worst did come to worst and all-out combat ensued. Japan and South Korea would likely have to set aside their differences as well to assist in the war effort. In fact, J- Japan and South Korea almost came to blows before the pandemic. That's a whole nother story. And one other thing that I think is interesting that's not been thought of—just thinking about, you know, war gaming it in my head—how would combat go down uh, if there was, uh, you know, worst came to worst, the unlikely scenario, the worst possible thing, and war is declared with China. Again, I don't think it's very likely, but. You know, war game it, see what happens. And I thought about, wait a minute, the United States has the second largest population of Chinese citizens within its borders, aside from China. You know, the United States has a huge amount of Chinese citizens, citizens of China who are within our borders right now. They're on student visas, work visas, uh, just visiting visas, you know, all very, you know valuable members of society who go about their business and don't hurt anybody. But if war with China were declared, What do you do with all of them? So would these Chinese citizens, they would have to leave – So would you put them on military planes and fly them out?
0: Monitored and then massly rounded up and Uh departed or actually interred Uh until the next step came around. And
3: that was my point. Would we throw them into internment camps like Like, we did the Japanese in World War II? Those were Japanese Americans. Right. Those weren't even Japanese Japanese. Those were full-blooded Americans. Not that, you know, American is not an ethnicity unless you're Native American. There's another, uh, that's just another conundrum that suddenly arises when you consider war though and that's probably something that's really in the back of the minds of the politicians right now who are thinking about a possibility of combat you also have to consider uh, majority of those Chinese citizens would be like wow this sucks and you know they would just lay low and that's fine but you'd have that small minority who would engage in terroristic activity at the behest of their mother state it's perfectly understandable it's their mother state Mm -hmm. but that's something that you have to be worried about And that's another reason to not get involved in conflict with another country. That's all i got for you.
0: There are several good reasons not to get involved in conflict with other countries. Most of the democratic nations are now warning Russia with all they've got. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mountains looking at each other. Uh, The city of Chattanooga. Chattanooga, the word. Uh, More than likely a creek word referring to the Cherokee people according to, I think, the best uh, possible source for that, Dr. James B. Livingood. And he always felt that instead of rock rising to a point, Chattanooga actually meant the place where the Cherokee hang out. uh, Literally. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. But the other one that that, that, that got people's attention was mountains looking at each other, which is just a romantic name for a town. So that's why I went with it for (laughs) The storytelling time. It's
3: better than where the Cherokee hang
0: out. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's just yeah, like like Lake Wobegon. You know, Lake yeah. Wobegon actually meant uh, when you read the book, it meant we stood in the rain and waited in the mud all day for you, in some in some indigenous language. Yeah, not 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 exactly nice. Like Tallapoosa, when I discovered the nearby town of Talapusa, Georgia was actually meant old possum snout <laughs> in, in Cherokee. So, uh, you know, that's, that's why why you wouldn't change your, your name, I don't know. All right, but uh, this one is brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions my friend Robin Ring, Robin with a Y Robin Ring, she'll help you deal with that distressed property that has been just plaguing you and keeping you up at night, you don't know what to do, you don't even know how to get started this is what she does, you want to sell, renovate buy, invest when it comes to property, Robin is your girl rc2realtysolutions.com and I'm going to go right back what is the thing that everybody wants this year that last year that nobody can get PS five? A PS5, PS5? that's yeah. it
3: PlayStation 5 yeah
0: Yeah. when and I said don't make promises don't make promises as a parent and you know when when in Santa Claus Indiana there's really a town called Santa Claus Indiana where all the letters to Santa go and they have huge tables of volunteers who sit there year-round and write responses mm-hmm. to kids so they can get stamped with Santa Claus, Indiana. And it just says Santa Claus. It, it, it's got a special postage stamp. Yeah, that's cute. They, that's one of the rules. I said you never promise. No matter what they're asking for, they went through this on Sunday morning yesterday. They were going through some of the letters. This I one want my just, dad to come back home from the store. No, it, no, it this <laughs> one just—I wish my—I hope my Aww. dad is—I hope my dad is smarter this year. Oh. That, was, that was that was his wish to Santa. <laughs> I hope my dad is smarter this year. So, good, good—you know—heartfelt wishes from the kids. Don't make promises. Now, this is what happened to me. There have been many, 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 many toys that have gone into that particular category of. Uh-huh. Almost impossible to find. Remember, Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say that. The year that it was the blue Power Ranger. Oh no, oh, I remember. Was <laughs> the year that I, 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 with full confidence, told my oldest son Eli they were into Power Rangers. Why the blue one was more in demand? I don't know. Because he was cool. look Lucas didn't really. He, he, he wasn't <laughs> there yet. So I don't remember what he wanted. He got what he wanted. But the blue Power Ranger was not to be found. I was like, and a Red Ranger. I, I actually went on the air and I was bemoaning this fact. <laughs> and it was only like two days before Christmas. And it's all he really cared about. And I had Aww. so many other things. I'm going, this is going to suck. He's going to be so sad. And this guy calls up on the air. Um, I'm doing my talk radio gig. And he goes, Hey, can you meet me at the mall today, <laughs> three o'clock, over by Frankenstein's? You know, that was a little eatery there at the Oasis in the mall. I went, yeah, and that's the kind of voice he used. He goes, hey, you don't know me? You don't want to know me? Just meet me there. 3 o'clock, I'll know you. click. I go, oh, my God, I'm making a drug deal on the air. I mean, I am literally feel like I, I'm making some sort of drug deal with an undercover CIA operative. And, we're, and so I go it's out in there. Isn't a trench coat and fedora? 3 o'clock, I'm wandering around the mall, which I never go to, and this furtive figure comes up behind me and he's got a paper bag, a brown paper bag, <laughs> and he just hands it to me. He goes, get it the hell out of here. If they know you got it, they'll tear you apart. And I took off. I took off. I put it under my arm and said, thank you. Who, who, who should I say thank you? He said, nobody. I'm nobody. I'm just a friend. Bye. And he took off. And I took off to the car. And I mean, I was ready to stiff arm somebody. I really was. I was ready. To, I, I thought there were going to be hordes of people after me. I was going, to. they know I got the blue powder. I looked, oh, my God, it was really in there. And I went and put it in my car and then wandered around the parking lot just to throw people off the off the smell. <laughs> I wandered around the parking lot just, you know, <laughs> kicking popcorn and throwing things at <laughs> pigeons for a while until I finally went back to my car and went, okay, I guess I can leave now and took it home and wrapped it up. And sure enough, he was so happy for about 20 seconds. Yeah, yep, exactly. And he danced he said, around yep. with, la, 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 I'll get you, What's Mr. Next? Mr. Bad Guy from Power Rangers. <laughs> and then he threw it over to the side and that was it. And I was going, oh, my God. Well, you should have gotten the Rita Repulsa to go with it. I know it was one of the funniest, weirdest encounters I've ever had in my entire life. That is rather strange. Guy. I still to this day do That's not hilarious. know. He didn't charge me for it. And I mean, it was it was going for, I mean, people were willing to pay $1,500. <laughs> oh they had yeah. ads in the paper. Yeah. You know, I'll pay anything for a blue Power ring. Yeah. You know, parents who had made promises, but you know, money only goes so far. And I got back at that thing in that brown <laughs> paper bag, and I took off. I mean, you should have seen me. I mean, I looked like I looked like they were hounds, hellhounds on my trail. Release the hounds. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you very much, RC2 Realty Solutions. That's your mountain looking at each other. story There's a today.
3: manager of Toys R Us opens up a safe. It's gone! <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's probably some rich kid somewhere who remembers the Christmas. He didn't get the blue power ring. He was assured he was going to get it. Uh regional, regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company, providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. That's why at Tennessee American Water they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right all right regional roundup um the biggest story in the region and we're stretching a little bit to say region on this one normally we just try to keep it in the tri-state area maybe in north carolina but i've got to talk just for a second about this situation at waycross georgia did y'all see the the the, the onion slaves no the story oh my god you've got to you've got, got to look into this Years worth of investigation have revealed: twenty-four people have now been charged with forcing migrants into slavery, modern-day slavery. They were coyotes working directly with onion growers in oh, South goodness. Georgia, like Vidalia and way across Vidalia, yeah. that area down there. They would get them down there with the promise, of course, that they'd be in America and on American soil and they would enjoy all the freedoms told that they would be paid $12 an hour to work on these farms when they got there they got paid 20 cents a bucket wow. for onions they oh, had to man. dig them with their bare hands and federal prosecutors bluntly likened it to modern slavery well yeah 24 people indicted including uh, the charges of forced labor mail fraud witness tampering conspiracy to commit money laundering all kinds of stuff and they're scheduled in court on december 21st i mean terrible for four years this investigation has been going on and these farmers what you're seeing here is under the biden administration i'm not being political here Mm -hmm. i'm just saying there has been a shift everybody is concentrated on the border the border the border ice has completely changed their tactics they're going after the companies now yeah. that do the hiring. And this is what we've been screaming for, many of us up here, for years. Back when it was the the, the carpet factories mm-hmm. in North Georgia that were doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they would round up all the little brown people about twice a year and with great fanfare put them on buses and send them down to Atlanta when they would just release them on the streets and they'd get them right back up to Dalton and get get their job back. Well
3: and the, yeah, and that's the thing is that the as you say the little brown people aren't the ones who are doing anything wrong. No,
0: they were looking for a better life and yeah. they actually found a job. They were okay. You can't blame it, it's them. It's the people doing the hiring that are working with the coyotes. Go after them. Yeah. That's what you've got to do. That's what you that's the only solution. People looking for a better life are not going to stop looking for a better life because you tisk tisk them. <laughs> right. You know, it's just not going to happen. Um, also, Mayor Kelly, I wanted to point this out. A big headline in the Sunday Times Free Press, Homeless Displacement Under Audit Scrutiny. Yeah. Mayor Kelly's land was cleared just before the sale. Now, we watched this happen. Oh, I live right next to it. I saw it in, happen. In slow motion. We worked next to it and, and lived right next to it. And Workman Road is where Southern Honda Power Sports was for a long time. Workman Road is out of the way. It is out of sight. It is on a great road that makes for a great little sneaky cut through between Saint Elmo and East Ridge mm-hmm. uh, uh, and uh, Fort Oglethorpe. But there's very little there, and just very little traffic. So they moved. They moved to their new location right next to our old radio station out yeah, there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. And what happened? was after they had made the transition, opened the new store, homeless people swarmed the old property on Workman Road. Because it's abandoned. And turned it into a big homeless camp. Yep. And the city went out there and cleaned them up. And there was a big fuss, a big you know hullabaloo yeah, about, yeah. about how it was conducted. And the fact of the matter is, that that cleanup happened about three weeks before the property was sold. Mm -hmm. And so people questioned the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 whether or not the ethical, the ethical content of this move, whether the city of Chattanooga should have been using its employees and services and labor to move this homeless camp off of a piece of property that was about to be sold by the new mayor uh it's a reasonable question the fact of the matter is kim tim kelly mayor kelly asked for this audit he yeah. he he is the one that suggested it because he would already heard the whispers yeah and he didn't want to live with them so the audit is going to take place but just so everybody knows he is the one that actually spurred it on.
1: Yeah, it was a very interesting article.
3: It is. And I can tell you this also, I drive by that uh, almost every day mm-hmm. uh, because I. Well, you I, drive
1: by both of them.
3: Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, so the old Southern Honda Power Sports on Workman Road, I drive by it. Um, actually, when I'm driving from my house to where we are right now, mm-hmm. I drive uh, not past it, but it's just to my right. So I see it all the time. Yeah. Um, and the homeless camp that was there was very much like a functional little community. Uh, they had fires and they had drapes so that no one could see in, and it was, seemed like a very functional place. Um, and they moved everyone but the thing is, when everyone moved, they just sort of went a little ways down the street, and now they have another camp that's right there, and it's right across the street from this like auto body shop that has a bunch of wrecked cars in mm-hmm. it. And I think that's where a lot of the catalytic converters are going. A couple but, of other you know. things
0: real fast here in the regional roundup, and shotgun shoutouts before we wrap things up again today. I do want to say okay. it broke my heart to see Venus Lacey, was in need of help from the Times Free Press Neediest Cases Fund. This is Venus Lacey. Yeah. This is one of our all-star hero. Yeah. You know celebrities around here. She's 54 years old and you know six foot four. Venus is taller than I am. Led Brainerd High School to the big state championship game in '83-'84. Went on to win the national championship at La Tech. LaTeX, a female, you know, a, a, a woman's basketball powerhouse, along with UConn and Tennessee, and then went on, of course, and played for the U.S. basketball team in Atlanta and won Olympic gold. I mentioned yeah. her name not too terribly long ago when we were talking about gold medals and how heavy they actually mm-hmm. were and everything like that. And I remember her with that medal over at the stadium when the stadium was brand new and there was some sort of function happening there. I don't think it was a football game, it might have been a concert, but she was there and she stepped to the mic and spoke. I didn't realize this, she was in a car wreck a while back and apparently suffered pretty badly from a traumatic brain injury and it has left her in kind of a a permanent state of brain fog and Mm. confusion and it has reduced her to actually needing charity help. Yeah. And I, I had no idea. Mm. I had no idea. So, to, to pay her car payment and insurance and things, she had to go to the neediest case fund. It can happen to anybody, really y'all. can. It can happen to anybody. Uh, a, a fall can be so quick and so precipitous, and you can go from way high to way low in a nanosecond. So, you need to think about that when you are being charitable, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, David Perdue is suing over the 2020 election. Yep. He is following the continued path of just balderdash being put forward by the GOP about the Georgia election. And, I mean, I mean, th- th- this man, I, let me just tell you who's not going to be governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Oh, He's yeah, not going to be governor finalized. of Georgia. That's not going to happen. But David Perdue is a dunce. He is an absolute <laughs> dunce. And he said, if I had been governor, I would have not... Certified the results. There is nothing in the governor's job description about certifying the results. He's just using the Trump playbook. Yes, Kim did the right thing. I was going to say, once. isn't it the, the secretary that does that? Yeah. Or, it, sorry, it, the attorney general, right? It,
2: it doesn't matter. If we're a factless world. It doesn't matter. He's just the, the, the dullards that will follow along on yeah. that kind of narrative. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Yeah. And that's uh, going to make a lot of noise, and he will defeat. In the uh, primary, I'm it seems
3: to it. me that everyone, everyone's kind of past the twenty twenty election at this point. Like, if you're, are yeah. you still angry about the results now? It's kind of late for if, that.
0: If you're still arguing about it, then you're really you're in a shrinking minority. I when the it's when the election shrinking first, every day
3: when the election first happened. My mindset was it's probably worth looking into if there was fraud. It seems reasonable that someone would want that. We to happen. We did,
0: and then we did, 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 and, did, <laughs> and, and, so and did, did, and did, and did, and it's almost twenty. Twenty-two. They've so got to guys. appeal
2: to the lowest common denominator to get all those votes. Well, for me, after,
3: and that's what they do.
0: After a couple of months, I was like, "Oh, well, it's a done deal now. What's to be done?" All right. Very quickly, I'm going to go to the rant. Uh, this is in the Sunday Times Free Press. Twenty-five words or fewer. All right. I'm just going to give you just a few of them. Just give you a little snapshot of what people are thinking about out there. With the truth now being stranger than fiction, my imagination has nowhere to run wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question for U.S. Supreme Court members reconsidering abortion. Why haven't all the males and Catholics just recused themselves? Catholics. Who gets an education, job, car insurance, medical insurance, gets married, pays taxes, and obeys the law? Mostly Republicans. Look it up. Yeah, go ahead and look it up. Lo- look that up. Tell me where you're looking it up. <laughs> where-, where do you look that, that up? Is that for real? Is that yeah. a real? No, no, no. Um, this, this is somebody's opinion. Pays taxes. Remember? The $2,000 that Donald Trump paid in taxes <laughs> yes. for five years, $2,000, and we had all of those examples after that was revealed of all of the richest people that are out there that are essentially at the helm of the Republican Party paying no taxes, $750 in taxes. Yeah, I mean, you that's, know, that's, called having this a, nature.
3: that's called having a good accountant.
0: Look it up. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's just silly. Where? Where? Uh, the January sixth insurrection failed because it wasn't organized or planned well enough. In 2024, they will have had four years to plan the sequel. Oh, come on. This one says, "I watched Doctor shivago uh, and reread Animal Farm over Thanksgiving. I'm hmm. hoping those on the left with socialist ideals did the same." Um, sorry, conservative Christians. This uh, is so, a good wait a minute, one. wait a minute. George Orwell was a socialist. I just want to throw I, that uh, out there. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he got that. I don't. I don't think he understood. The, you do know that George the,
3: Orwell was a socialist, yes, right? and what Animal Farm was about. It was about Stalinism.
0: Yes, exactly. It was. He about was a Tro- socialist. It was about Trotskyites and Stalinisms, yeah. and, and 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 what was going on in the Soviet Union and the power, you know, struggle over there. It wasn't a reflection on American democracy, really, no. at all. No, George uh, Orwell's British. <laughs> why did Tennessee give one company? I'm going to save that other one to the end. A $55 million no-bid contract for contact tracing when nobody is doing any contact tracing anymore. $55 million, question mark? I don't know how to answer that question. I don't, um, I, are we not doing that anymore? I have no idea. With uh, Omicron, are we not contact tracing? No, I think we've kind of given up on the whole contact tracing because it didn't work in the first place. Per Times Free Press, abortion story. This one is accurate. Knoxville, Nashville, and Atlanta, it says here, it's got it in quotation marks, are hundreds of miles from Chattanooga. Better go back and check your GPS. Yeah, we're not. We're 90 miles from Atlanta. We're 90 miles from Knoxville. We're just a little over, right at 100 miles to Nashville and Birmingham. It's literally two hours to anywhere you want to go. (laughs) Not hundreds of miles. Sorry. Three words that have become archaic, civility, respect, and dignity. And this is the one, because I haven't looked at this one up, and you're going to have to do it, I guess. Okay. You will. Look up... Thomas Massey, that's M A S S I Oh, he's a senator, yeah. Family Christmas card. It says, sorry, conservative Christians, but spending an eternal life with you people is not the selling point you think it is. <laughs> Republican Thomas Massey's family Christmas card shows why. I thought it was cringy, but oh, I didn't think it was. Oh, the guns, all the guns? Know. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know what. I
1: saw it. Here. here it's go, disgusting.
0: It's, it's just silly. It's a
2: mental illness.
0: It is. It is, it is. It is. So that, a mental so illness. That's, uh, so that's, yeah. He's just
2: obsessed over firearms. So, some,
0: so somebody thinks that's funny, and that makes a funny Christmas card, or it's, it's a serious statement. I don't think they think it's either funny. Way, either way, that's not the holiday spirit, and you're right. I'm not sure. Oh, I, I searched no. the guy's
2: Twitter page. He he thinks it's funny.
0: I, I don't. He thinks, okay. he th- he I don't, thinks people get getting mad about it. He released that right
1: e- after the school shooting.
3: I don't want to spend
0: eternity in heaven with anybody wearing this sweater. <laughs> <laughs> to <be> totally <laughs> the, brave the the me, totally. The reaction
2: they think he thinks is funny. I read his entire
0: timeline. It's I think atrocious. It's, I think Despicable. I
3: think I'm jealous. Nasty. I'm jealous of his armaments, but that's about
0: it.
1: Nauseating.
3: I wish I had an M60.
0: All right. And top of the box. <laughs> the top of the mind awareness, the thing that you were thinking about more than any other thing right now at this very second, as we're talking about all of these different topics going on, I'm going to be very, very frank and and blunt with you. I am just putting myself in the place of the thousands, thousands of people displaced by the tornado. You understand, there are well over a thousand homes just in Kentucky that are gone, that are absolutely gone. So, if you assume that there are two family members or more, then you've got a multiplier. Normally, it'd be 2.4. Right. All right. So, uh, there are so many people who are standing right now on a beautiful day looking at wreckage of their home, what used to be their home. Cars destroyed, homes destroyed, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how long would it take for renters insurance to kick in? Mm-hmm. And renters insurance only covers, of course, the stuff that's inside your domicile. Mm-hmm. All right, car insurance. It doesn't
1: cover the house itself.
0: I, I don't know that car insurance. No, 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 no. Not if, if you're. It's a just renter. All, it's just your now, stuff they, as they, a renter. The the owner of the home probably has insurance on the home. I'm assuming they do. Car insurance. I don't know that car, my car insurance would cover my car if it was destroyed in a tornado. You'd have I to look looked. and see
1: if you have catastrophic coverage.
0: I, I I I am paying full boat coverage for all three vehicles that I own right now, but I don't know the answer to that question. If it if it was literally blown away by a tornado and turned into a slinky by the wind wind damage does it cover that i don't know and where to go you got the money in your pocket that's all that's left everything else is gone it you're you're on a foundation with a toilet that used to be your home and thousands of people and i'm just trying to put myself in that position where do you go what do you do what's the next step do you have a plan everybody says have a plan for the storm what about post storm yeah what are you you just going to wait for somebody to offer you a place to come I mean, that's just, I can't help but be, be, be thinking about that because the coverage has been everywhere. And I just I just don't know what I would do. I don't yeah. know what me and my family would I do. I would
1: probably rely on family out of state and, and go there until I knew that's where I was going to go here. I know it is. What else I'd would have
0: I, to I do? Go to, we'd have to go to Colorado, I guess. And
1: by the way, if your car insurance covers hail damage, then why wouldn't it cover
0: totally tornado damage because they're insurance companies and they they're in the business of trying to get out from paying anything that they can get out from underpaying all right
1: hi tom benson
0: good morning hey tom benson
5: how are y'all doing we're just wonderful your timing is perfect (laughs) it sounds like it this
0: actual section of the show was Mm -hmm. meant to be at the end but normally when we've done a deep dive on something it has been at the you know discretion and the timing of the guest and it's always been in the middle of the show. You came in perfectly <laughs> right here at the end. Okay. And I'm not going to keep you, but just maybe 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Tom mm. Benson, uh, who has just started his 16th year at the aquarium. Yeah. That struck me all kinds of just crazy that it's been that long.
5: It, time does fly when you're having fun. My I mean, God. It, it, Congratulations. It, um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's been, um, it's been uh, just an amazing uh, experience. I just
0: can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. So it really is just amazing to yeah. me. Well, but I am mm. uh, you're here as you're, as you're, Role and your job for years and years as meteorologist uh, for Channel Three here in town and whoever yeah. else you might have worked for. Of course, I always felt like you were one of the very best. Me too. You're still. Thank I still. You. I. I stop myself from calling you, from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Like like literally. I mean, we watched the storms coming in Friday, just like everybody else, and Saturday morning, and I'm thinking, do we need to go to my neighbor's shelter? And we're having that debate. And I just, I, I know your phone's ringing off the hook. Everybody's yeah. <laughs> thinking the same yeah. thing. They remember your forecasts and how remarkably accurate they are. So I didn't bother you, but I did want to talk to you a little bit about this outbreak and the remarkably unusual nature of it. The timing, the length, the destruction, and, of course, <laughs> the one tornado that stayed on the ground for 200-plus miles.
5: Yeah. So this is um, an interesting scenario in a number of ways, and if you you know want to go back to the basics, you know only about ten percent of all thunderstorms have the ability to rotate or produce a tornado. So when you have a small number or percentage of thunderstorms that actually produce tornadoes in any given year. And then to see, you know, something extraordinary like this really unfold, it takes a special set of weather ingredients to come together.
0: It was a perfect storm.
5: It, it really was in a number of ways. And and what's interesting to me, having worked in the Southern Illinois mar- market, which is also Paducah yeah, and Cape Girardeau, you know, that woods. was my, you know, yeah. my backyard. And um, as a result, I'm also kind of a weather historian and, and I really spent a lot of time when I was there learning more about the 1925 tri-state tornado which up until this past weekend was the record holder that was 219 miles across the boot yeah. missouri yeah. southern illinois uh, murfreesboro illinois and west frankfort were particularly hard hit and that storm ended up dissipating over indiana yeah. uh, to the southwest of indianapolis so um th- you know the two paths are fairly similar four states versus three Uh, 200 some plus miles. We think that it might be in the neighborhood of 250 with this most recent uh, outbreak.
0: When Paducah, the National Weather Service has called in the engineers that will determine if it was a Category 5, which I think we're going to find out it was. And to, to be that powerful again, and to stay on the ground and not dissipate more quickly, it's just crazy.
5: Yeah, it takes, again, a special set of ingredients for that to happen. And um, I hope that people will move quickly away from this academic argument of, you know, EF4, EF5, because to the people who lost everything, that it, it, it really is a meaningless argument. Yeah. But to the scientists, it is a very important thing, because if you can go in with meteorolo- meteorologists and structural engineers and take a look at what happened, compare that to the radar data and the kinds of things that Doppler radar was seeing in that scenario, and then look at what buildings failed, how they failed, and what can be improved in the future. And all of the mathematical algorithms that the Doppler radar uses to detect features within severe storms can be tweaked and and improved by adding more data from past events. And that's how these things progress over time. When the tri-state tornado happened in 1925, Uh, The path width appears to be pretty similar, about three quarters of a mile wide in both cases. The forward speed was about the same, about 60 miles an hour. That's a mile of ground a minute. Uh, There was a forward speed at one point with the tri state tornado that was above 70 miles per hour. But the difference was in 1925, there was no television, there was no radar, there was no satellite, and no warning. And you had no warning. So there were 695 deaths that occurred during the tri state tornado in 1925 versus you know, perhaps less than one hundred. Sure. I think the number is kind of bouncing around as they're trying to
0: and that particular area is, is they, they have shelters. I mean this is
5: they're they, they're now in
0: square in Dixie Alley, which is the you know the we've been using that phrase for fifteen, twenty years now. It's really just, we might as well just say, Tornado Alley is just plain moved.
5: It has, and that's one of the things that has been interesting to me as you've seen this progression of these bigger storms and more frequent storms that we used to think of traditionally from north central Texas up through Oklahoma, Kansas, Unpopulated and Nebraska.
0: Unpopulated states and areas for a large degree. For a large, a large
5: degree, degree. Yeah. but so as our communities continue to get larger and larger, we see more destruction, and so when you think about these events and and just as you were describing moments ago you know if you're that individual that lost everything this is a really tough period and we've had that happen here just within the last year uh certainly over the east brainerd area where i think the times free press did a great job in their coverage of you know what's happening with the school over their rebuilding uh the the payments back to epb um because all of these storm systems
0: grace academy and grace
5: baptist yeah. church you know we was supposed
0: to be open again by now and they're still waiting on fema money
5: yeah and so is epb to yeah. reimburse some of the infrastructure that they had yeah. to repair after that storm goes through so my point being as our nation gets more populous as our communities continue to spread out we have geographic larger targets that in the past these storms would move over open territory sure when Ringgold was hit the other uh, several years ago, if you look back at some of those places that were hardest hit, those were relatively new developments. And yeah. you know, 30 years prior, that would have yeah. just moved through some and open all ground. Of,
0: all of the homes in Appleson that were were big homes on big lots that had lots of property. Had that been actually more compact, a uh, compact neighborhood, it would have been it would have been horrific. Right. So we um, could have lost hundreds there.
5: So these storms, whether they happen in Murray, Kentucky, or East Brainerd. Um, have an impact on all of us as far as insurance rates and you know rebuilding infrastructure and costs for utilities because you know once once the destruction happens, the rebuilding has to take place and that costs money.
0: Your timing is perfect. We're just about out of time here. We're gonna go out by the way with a song from uh, the solo career of Michael Nesmith. We mentioned the fact that Michael Nesmith passed away this week, and uh, so I want you to be able to listen. we've We've figured out a way to get around the social media music police for
5: now yeah for yeah, right now we'll see. By,
0: by putting songs at the very end of the show they, they've stopped red flagging us yeah. and fading them out so we're actually <laughs> able to get a song at least one in uh per show but let me ask you this i know what you and i have deb- debated this and i am on very much the pro humans are causing global warming side and global warming is very real you have been much more cautious in the first part uh i think that you know that global warming is real but you know the human element i don't really care they're still going to be talking about look right there it is on the front page of the times free press region section was tornado outbreak related to climate change we're going to continue to you know ask this question but the fact is the genie's out of the bottle right if it is it's stuff that we've done for the last 50 years what we do today ain't going to make that much of a difference but these storms are going to continue to happen and it's only a matter of time before one rolls over Indianapolis or Cincinnati, and I mean really an F5 right through the middle of Nashville. Think about that.
5: Right, and so I think there's these interesting trade-offs, and one of the things that is most valuable in storm damage assessment is, again, looking at the types of structures that failed and the types of structures that survived and seeing, uh, you know, what, what, what can we do to build stronger facilities? And if you're an employer, what can you do? For example, the Tennessee Aquarium went through a process. The National Weather Service has the storm-ready checklist that you can go through. in your business, your community can be designated a storm-ready community, a storm-ready business by having all these preparations in place. So the questions that I have for some of those businesses that were hard hit in the mid-Mississippi River Valley is, uh, how were you receiving warnings and how did you distribute those to your employees that were on the clock at that point? And then did you have some type of plan in place to get them to a safe place? Uh, certainly with large span roof buildings, those are the ones that tend to have the biggest problems with the the roofs collapsing. But is there a, a small storm shelter that you can build that would accommodate the number of people But oh. you have to trade off? the cost of building something I'll close
0: I'll close out with this one and 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 think for a second about the unthinkable the aquarium It, it would be it would seem to be a very vulnerable target with all of its outside glass and I'm sure you guys have a shelter somewhere deep down and in, in, beneath it, but I mean, how yeah. often do you really think about that when we have these big squall
5: lines come through? We do every day. And you know, we have a safety committee and again, we went through the storm ready process because the glass peaks and the lobbies are uh, areas of concern, but we have trained and we continue to, you know, update our employees as they're onboarded. You know, what is our safety protocol for all kinds of scenarios? Um, and our safety manual is 74 pages in length and, and covers everything from the typical things that most businesses, tsunami, well, <laughs> not, <laughs> not tsunami, but, um, you know, we do have a river that is held yeah, back by dams. So yeah. we do have yeah. some flood, yeah. uh, some flood contingencies in there, but you know, we have like, um, you know, octopus bite and some things that most businesses <laughs> don't have to deal with. Um, but my point being Damn, is octopi. those buildings are probably, you know, the safest in a tornado because of the amount of concrete and steel to support the water that we have yeah. in those buildings once you get away from yeah, the lobby. They were the made to floor. be stout. Um, so, you know, if I was in the downtown area, that would be one place that I would want to Interesting be. Interesting to know. Um, in, a, in a large storm. But um, it, 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 there's all these trade-offs. And and do we do we increase our building codes? Do we do something for, uh, you know, homes being built and or the inspection process as they're being built? You know, was everybody building up to code? And were those homes, you know, up to... Uh, you know i think some of the kentucky regulations were 150 mile per hour but were they actually up to that level well, and
0: yeah. I, I know we've got to wrap this one up tom i appreciate you swinging by so much and uh, i w- w- the discussion will continue uh tomorrow like we, we've we've talked about the fact that you know, poor old lake charles louisiana why does anybody keep rebuilding and living there i mean they're just literally at some point folks are going to have to just make a decision it's not worth it. It's uh, the 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 storm scenario, or the flood scenario, or the hurricane scenario, or being in tornado alley all of a sudden and getting these two or three times a year. It's just not worth it. And uh, and I think we're going to see a shift. But I, I I appreciate you coming by very much. Is there one particular website you would send people to?
5: Well, I think that if you can go and just you know start looking for relief uh, efforts out there, and there's a number of them, but make sure you vet those facts before you write that check because we all want to do something to help those folks that have lost everything, especially, you know, right around the holidays. Sure. But make sure you're looking at those because, unfortunately, there are all those folks that try to take advantage of situations.
0: And that wraps
5: up today's Chattanooga Good Driving Show.
4: Lucy and Ramona cruising through the jungles of L.A. The streets looking for a disco, passing up the treats from a kid named Cisco, trying to make connections with their blemish green complexions, and just as fate would have it, ended up with Sunset Sand.
0: a suitcase on a tv tray and lucy and ramona were trying to figure out if he
4: was gay the three of them were standing staring at each other when
1: the light behind their eyes blew each other's cover
4: They saw their brother Sunset fan. Lucy and Ramona Sunset Sam People on the streets Trying to find a plan People on the streets
1: Looking for the land Lucy and Ramona Sunset sand